Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from storytellers around the world, which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? I hope you had a happy week. I'm very happy because today we start a new theme of fairy tales around the world. And to start with, we have a wintry fairy tale from Norway. It's called A White Bear for the King, and it's told by storyteller Chris Bostock. Now, here's a challenge for you. Can you think of any other countries which have a king or a queen? Have a little think while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids, me again. Did you think of any other countries with kings or queens in them? Maybe you can get help from your grown-ups. Here's just a few. Denmark, Norway, the Netherlands, Spain, the UK, and Lesotho, and Jordan, and Kuwait, and Iswatini. That was quite a tricky one, wasn't it? Now, are you ready for this story from Norway about a polar bear? Then let's welcome storyteller Chris Bostock. Hello, my name's Chris, and I've got a winter story for you. It comes all the way from Norway. Norway has a lot of snow and a lot of trees. And the king of Norway, one time, a long time ago, decided he wanted to send a present to his friend, the king of Denmark. He wanted to send him something that he wouldn't have. And after thinking about it, he decided to send him a bear. In Norway, there are white bears, polar bears living and the king sent his friend Halvor to go and find a polar bear and take it to the king of Denmark. When he had caught the bear, he set off walking on his long journey. But as he went along, the snow started to fall. Oh dear, he said, I'd better stay away from the roads and the villages, because a bear might frighten the people. I'll have to go through the forests. And as he walked through the forests, the time got nearer and nearer to Christmas. Oh, dear, he said, what shall I do? I'd like to spend a night or two somewhere under a roof. I'm having to spend all the rest of this journey all away from people. And just then he heard the sound of an axe cutting into wood. Someone was working nearby. Halvor took the bear and went towards it. He had arrived at a place called Doverfell. Excuse me, said Halvor, I wonder if you could help me. I'm on a long journey, taking this bear to the king of Denmark, and I wonder, please, woodcutter, could I just spend one night in your woodshed? It would be so nice to have a roof over my head. The woodcutter had a very kind face, and he smiled at Halvor. But then he shook his head. 
I'm sorry, he said, not tonight, for tonight my wife and I are sleeping in the woodshed. Oh, why? Well, it's Christmas Eve, and on Christmas Eve, elves, goblins, and worst of all, trolls come to our house. They eat anything they can find. Oh, they make such a mess, they make such a rumpus, we can't sleep in our house, so we have to sleep in the woodshed. I'm afraid there won't be any room for you there. But if you like, you can go into the house, if you're brave enough. Oh, I don't mind about that, said Halvor. I just want a roof over my head. Oh, never mind. Go and speak to my wife. She's in the house right now. And Halvor wasted no more time. He went straight to the house with the bear as well. He knocked on the door and he explained to the woodcutter's wife. She welcomed him in. Oh, come in, she said. There's a nice fire going here. The bear made his way to the rug beside the fire. And then she showed Halvor the bed. Oh, said Halvor, a bed, how wonderful! And he lay right down, and as soon as his head was on the pillow, he was fast asleep. He didn't even take his boots off. The woodcutter's wife smiled, and drew the curtains around the bed, and went on laying out food all around her front room. There was every kind of good food that you can think of, all the good food that you might like to eat, all laid out there. And then, well, she took a blanket and a big plate of food for herself and her husband, and she went out to settle down for the night in the woodshed. Everything was quiet, until midnight, and when the hands of the clock came together, there was a creaking in the woods, and the bark of the trees was peeled back just a little, and a little elf scampered down from a tree and tiptoed across the snow and came to the door and jumped up and tried to reach the latch. But the little elf was too small and had to wait until the goblins came. And the goblins came from out of their caves, and the goblins came with their sticky fingers, the goblins came with their hairy faces, the goblins came and they pushed open the door, they jumped inside and they grabbed at the food, and they brought all the food in their mouth at the same time. They had cabbage and custard. They had cake and gravy. They had ice cream and Brussels sprouts all at the same time because they knew what was coming next. The great big dark trolls were coming out of the great big dark wood and the trolls came in and they pushed everything out of the way. They pushed the furniture, they pushed the goblins and they grabbed at the plates and they lifted up the plates and they swallowed down the food. One little elf, who'd been sitting on the table and eating some cheese, tried to get out of the way. But she slipped on some of the gravy that had been spilt, and she slipped and she fell down onto a chair, and the chair had a cushion on it, and it made it bounce, and the little elf fell down onto the floor, and she landed. <laughs> and just then, and I'm glad she looked up, a fork came flying off the table. She picked it up and held it up with the prongs looking up in the air. And that was a good job, too, for the next thing tumbling down from the table was a sausage. And she caught that sausage on the fork. Oh! 
she said, and lifted it up above her head. Oh, look, I've got a sausage umbrella. I'm going to have a picnic. And she went over to the fireplace, and she sat down. Oh, this is cosy. And there on the rug, oh, there was a great, big, soft, white, furry cushion. She held out her arms and the fork and the sausage, and the sausage went very near to the end of the cushion, and the cushion sniffed the sausage. In no time at all, that cushion turned and <coughs> grabbed it. Oh, said the little elf, where my sausage gone? I've got no more sausage. Oh, I want my sausage. She went back to the table. Can I have a sausage, please? The goblins were still eating, the trolls were still munching, and food, I'm afraid, was still falling. And some food came down off the table. Oh, oh no, on my head, that was a blustle sprout. I, I want a sausage, please. A plate of custard was spilled. I want some sausage, please. And just then a sausage did come flying over. Thank you. She carried it over to the... Oh! The cushion was moving. The cushion was munching. And so she waved the sausage up and down. And she said, Pussy, Pussy, will you have a sausage? All the other goblins and all the trolls came to see what was going on. Pussy! Pussy, will you have a sausage? The polar bear slowly stood up. The polar bear sniffed the sausage. The polar bear opened his mouth and <coughs> grabbed it. The little elf cried out. <coughs> and they all ran in all different directions. They ran and they scampered, they raced and they chased all the way to try to get out of that place. One of the goblins tried to get up the chimney and burned his bottom in the fire. One of the trolls tried to get out through a picture and banged his nose on the wall. Two of the trolls got stuck in the door, and if a goblin hadn't pinched their bottoms, I think they'd have still been there to this day. Out they tumbled and slipped down the hill, skipping and sliding and gittering all the way back to their holes and their caves and their dark places. And the only sound left in the house was the sound of... Until morning. And when it was morning time, the woodcutter and his wife got up and they came to the house and they wiped the window clear and they looked inside and everything looked clean. Everything looked tidy. Everything looked still. They went inside. Halvor was still fast asleep and the bear was looking very well fed. They woke Halvor up and told him it was Christmas Day and Halvor was very pleased and thanked them and took the bear and went on his way towards the King of Denmark. And the woodcutter and his wife? Well, there wasn't much to tidy up. Everything had been licked clean. And so they sat by their fire and had a very quiet Christmas day. But one year later, the woodcutter was cutting wood on Christmas Eve, the day before Christmas, out in the woods when a little voice called to him and said, Woodcutter! Woodcutter! I'm over here in this tree. Have you still got your pussycat in your house? Oh, yes, said the woodcutter. We've still got our pussycat. And she's 
had three lovely little kittens. <laughs> then we're not coming back to your house ever, ever again. And they didn't. And I think the elves must have told the goblins, and the goblins probably told the trolls. But they never came back to the woodcutter's house. And that Christmas Eve, the woodcutter and his wife, they stayed in their own little house and warmed themselves by their own fire. And in a basket beside the fire was their own little black cat and her three little black kittens. And they were all very happy. That's the end of our story, and I hope you all have a very happy Christmas time as well. Goodbye. Oh, thank you to Chris Bostock for that wintry fairy tale from Norway. I particularly like those little elves who liked eating sausages. If you were going to give a present to a king or queen, I wonder what you'd give them. I don't think anyone would give a bear today as a present because they're endangered and so protected. And also, people today would know that that was cruel. Now, it's time to dig deep into my bag of happies and say some thank yous to our new subscribers on Patreon and Apple. Hello to four-year-old Torin from Somerset and to his little brother Alvin. Torin says he loves super great scary stories. Well done for being brave, Torin. And hello to seven-year-old Owlet Naima from Dar es Salaam in Tanzania. Naima listens to the stories every morning. Exciting to have a listener in Tanzania, Naima. And thanks for a lovely review to subscribers Sienna, who is eight, and Sophia, who is five, from South Africa. As well as the stories, they really like the signature tune, which gets them all in a good mood, and they say makes them clap and click their tongues. Hurrah! Thank you for that. Now to say some thank yous for the super great drawings which you've sent in of our stories. Thanks to Owlet David, who is five, and living in Groningen in the Netherlands. He sent a beautifully scary picture of the ghost of the bloody finger. I love your ghost holding up his bloody finger, which is still bleeding. Yikes, David. I also think it's really clever the way you've drawn the man all huddled down in his sleeping bag and looking pretty terrified. And thanks to Poppy from Montana in the US, who sent in a wonderful drawing of the inside of Baba Yaga's house. Very imaginative, Poppy. I particularly like her long, scratchy nails, too, that curl like the claws of a bear. Thank you for sharing this amazing picture with us. We've really enjoyed looking at it. And hello to four-year-old twins Molly and Claire from Houston in Texas, who sent us some lovely pictures, one of three little pigs and one of a flat egg. Hello, too, to Mum Caitlin. And a super great hello to Ruby, who sent us a drawing of the Ruby Red Lips story. I wonder if you, Ruby, and your big sister Tilly ever make up excuses to avoid going to bed. And I love the fun slippers that Mary and her mum are wearing in your picture. 
And Natalie, who is five from Las Vegas in the US, has painted an inspiring picture of the story from Guyana, how the birds got their colours. The pattern you've painted looks like a close-up of the rainbow snake itself. It's a very clever story, isn't it? Thank you very much for sharing this, Natalie. And Leela has sent an illustrated story about a turtle and a giraffe who are friends, which she's written herself after listening to super great kids' stories. Well done, Leela. I love the idea of a giraffe and a turtle being friends because it's a bit surprising. And I like all the fish you've drawn swimming in the river too. Thanks very much for sharing this. It's a super story and you are a storyteller. And what a fantastic picture that six-year-old Ruth has drawn of Baba Yaga and Masha the Clever. I really love the way you've included so many details in your picture, Ruth. Baba Yaga is particularly scary, isn't she? And Georgie has sent us a picture from Anansi and the chest of stories. You've drawn Anansi's cobweb and the thread that he's climbing so carefully. Well done, Georgie. It's good to know that your favourite stories are the ones about Anansi. We love them too. And Maya, who is seven and lives in California, has drawn a picture of the Irish griffin looking so strong and fierce with eagle wings and the body of a lion and the face of an angry man. His long, feathery green ears are particularly brilliant. Thank you for sharing your picture with us, Maya. And Super Great Kids fan August has drawn a lovely, brightly coloured picture of Nora and the Aki fruit from Jamaica. I love the Aki trees growing along the side of the river and Nora refusing to give one of her fruits to the river so that she can cross it and get home. And I like the fact that you've used bold, bright colours too, with the Jamaican sun shining brightly. Just lovely. And a super great hello to Rosemary, who is six. Rosemary has drawn a stonkingly good picture of the long red fingernails and ruby red lips story. We love it. We love her ruby red lips and her very long pointed red fingernails. And we like the way you've given her scary red eyes too. Can you make your lips wobble like her? Thanks for sharing this, Rosemary. And that's all the thank yous for this week. Plenty more to come next week. Keep sending in your pictures. They put a wag in our tails. If you'd like to see them, they're all on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash stories. And if you'd like to send us a picture, send it by Facebook Messenger or via our website on supergreatkidsstories.com. And if you like what we're doing, do review us on Apple Podcasts. That's it for this week. Happy Hoots to you from Story Owl more fairy tales from around the world next week. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in London.